0: Welcome to Sustainable Radio. My name is Laura Kelly and I'm your host. This week I am joined with Jennifer O'Brien from Plantruption who have created the ultimate vegan dish, a seaweed burger. Seaweed is the most sustainable plant on the planet and I can tell you after trying one of these burgers you would think it was like any other delicious burger. And I cannot wait to find out more about the environmental benefits of eating seaweed. Hi Jennifer, how
1: are you? Hi Laura, um, I'm great and thank you so much, absolutely delighted to be on the show, thanks very much for inviting me.
0: Thank you so much for coming on to the show, We are. I'm so excited to talk with you. So I firstly wanted to ask you, what gave you the idea of setting up your business?
1: Well, um, I suppose throughout my childhood and early adults I had um, suffered from chronic asthma and relied on a lot of medication when I was growing up. Um, so from that experience, I was always looking for ways to improve my symptoms. And I started using the seaweed baths in Enniskrone in County Sligo, um, where we had a holiday home down there. And, and the experience, I had incredible benefits from using the seaweed baths, which kind of ignited an interest in seaweed and the plant-based foods and, and started using my diet um, and during an MBA program in Trinity uh, in 2019, I used this to actually research further into seeded Microbiome and plant-based foods and turned it into a research project, um, which gained a lot of attraction and gave me the confidence then to to start the business. What were the health and environmental
0: benefits that you, that you found out when you were doing your research project?
1: Sure, sure. So you know, our mission is to create alternative plant-based seafood without compromising on taste or the health of the ocean. So from my research, um, I suppose we learned that, you know, 60% of fish stock is is at capacity right now. 30% has been completely depleted um, and the population is expecting to grow to 10 billion in the next five years. And our ocean's really just can't keep up with capacity right now while agriculture and fish farming are helping that situation. There is some problems that come with that keeping animals in such close proximity. So our, I suppose our solution was to come up with an alternative uh, for people that love fish still want to get that taste of the ocean um, while using what the fish eat, the microalgae and the seaweed using those products and essentially taking a layer out of the supply chain. And taking out the middleman, the fish, and just feeding that product directly to the consumers.
0: What are the health benefits of eating seaweed? Like, is it good for the brain? Is it like, what, what are the health benefits?
1: Absolutely. Seaweed is one of the first um, organisms on earth. It's packed with nutrition. It's incredible health benefits um and also microalgae the same. So it, it really is a superfood pack with all nutrients and benefits and with particularly a high protein level, which people that are switching from that um plant, from from traditional meat and fish to more of a plant based diet essentially. So fish essentially don't produce the amino acids directly themselves. They eat Um, seaweed and microalgae and essentially gives them um, the nutrients essentially that pass on to us so there's incredible benefits overall to eating seaweed for the health and I myself have experienced um, that as well really is a superfood and seaweed is the most sustainable plant
0: isn't it like in the sea
1: yeah. Yeah. And aside from that as well, it's the fastest growing plant uh, is veg in the world. So it can grow to three feet a day, which is just absolutely incredible as well. So it, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. So, you know, living on an island um and, you know, I suppose a lot of us growing up would would have, wouldn't have known about the, the benefits and else you were on the west coast and you're harvesting seaweed as a child you might not know about what a super amazing plant this is and how vital it is um you know for sustaining a, a healthy ocean ecosystem and feeding fish as well so also it can be grown very sustainably in commercial farming here on an island in Ireland and and the rest of the world as well, and it grows three up to three feet a day. So it's one of the most sustainable crops you can grow. And why aren't people eating seaweed? Um, so seaweed culture in Ireland uh, typically is, is probably evolving. Um, along the west coast of Ireland, people would traditionally have used seaweed in broths and various soups and it would have been popular among that cohort of people and of course seaweed is widely eaten in, in asia and huge seaweed farms there sushi will be there but traditionally in europe we didn't potentially we didn't our culture was more towards meat and fish and and seaweed as was growing up in ireland we all know we saw it was washed up on the shores and um, we saw it as potentially waste and i suppose it was down to really education People didn't understand um, the amazing benefits that it could potentially offer for nutritional benefits. Mostly, can I ask? Um,
0: so obviously, there's a huge problem with plastic and dumping in the waters, and a lot of people. There's a lot of things going around about how when we eat stuff from the ocean, we're essentially eating microplastics. So, do you yeah. know anything about that in terms of seaweed?
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, absolutely. I think we all know our single-use plastic has increased dramatically, particularly over the last 20 years. And ultimately, those plastics end up in the food chain. Um, and, you know, particularly in countries that aren't, don't have the, the trash collection service that we would have in the Western world. So, so that pla- plastic is ending up in, in the sea. It's ending up in marine life. Um, and it is destroying and ultimately it's ending up um, in our food. So so this is one of the ways, essentially, a lot of people are looking at ways to eliminate plastics, such as making seaweed packaging right now more sustainable. And we're also ourselves are focusing on compostable packaging. So all of our um, packaging is compostable right through from and the outside layer to the inside layer uh, that can break down in the ocean within 14 weeks and that was one of our main goals despite being slightly more expensive to do this it was really really important for us as a company to use compostable packaging um, that will break down in the ocean and it's also recyclable as well and biodegradable so it's a, it's um, all, it has three of the options and I think more and more companies are starting to become aware of, of the options and are starting to opt more compostable, possible um, packaging. And there's been a lot of education and push for that over the past year. So it's great to see that work been done. So I heard you
0: were collaborating with a lot of universities uh, and you're doing a lot of research on seaweed. What kind of research are you doing at the moment?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're working with uh, the university in the Netherlands, uh, working and sourcing the most sustainable ingredients being seaweed and microalgae to use in our products, uh, looking at the various protein compositions that we can use going forward, and um, also working with new emerging technology that can can change the texture of um, plant-based products that could create a more fish-like texture that will give people the experience of fish, but without having to compromise on um, the health of the ocean, essentially. So we're trying to create that awesome seafood experience using technology and some plant-based ingredients. And, and we're working with some Irish universities as well, such as Chagas, UCD, um, we've worked with Trinity as well and Limerick IT as well on that.
0: And when you were entering into the vegan market, was it a big market or do you think that there should be more Irish vegan businesses like yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly becoming a crowded space, absolutely. The the market in 2019 grew in the US from 3.9 billion to 5 billion. and The total growth is expected... Um, about 9% by 2025. I think the total vegan market is 12.69. And um, While we see ourselves in that plant-based vegan market, we also see one of our competitors as fish. Um, so we see cod as probably our main competitor, And 2.39 kg of cod is consumed per year in Europe. So essentially, uh, we, we, our aim is to, to disrupt that cod tradition using the fish that's farms and stocks are being driven to um, depletion. So our, our mission is to essentially create a white fish alternative, such as cod, to give people that experience.
0: So do you think in the last few years, the environment has become a trend? Or do you think people are genuinely trying to play their, do their bit, play their part?
1: Um, I think over the last number of years, people have become more educated on ecosystems and oceans. I think a lot of the documentaries on Netflix are making a big impact. A recent one, um, Seaspiracy. And um, so I think those kind of documentaries are highlighting the um, devastation as opposed to ecosystems. And people are realizing that we're, a growing nation expecting to grow to 10 billion and and the way we're doing things right now isn't going to be sustainable so we need to come up with other solutions that being using innovation technology to come up with new food sources and supplies so I think the plant-based lifestyle and trend is is probably set to to stay in place I think for for the next number of years absolutely I think it's a long-term thing I don't think it's a trend and what is your opinion
0: on i know at the moment the un were supposed to be having talks on having marine environment bill um or law like you know like the paris agreement except for the ocean and they have paused talks because of covid
1: do you have an opinion on it well yeah i mean i mean absolutely we've seen the devastation in the oceans and i think with the coral reefs dying right now um the stock's been depleted and the overfishing um, that's happening, Ireland being one of the worst offenders in Europe. I think absolutely this needs to happen, that more protection and fishing rights needs to be in place. So, um, of course, COVID has impacted um, a lot of movement and progression, but absolutely it's something that I think needs to be in place sooner rather than later.
0: The longer we wait, the worse is just going to, This is going to be. But on a lighter note, are you coming out with any more uh, seaweed-based products other than your burgers? I absolutely love your burgers. I had one actually when you had a stall at the Bushy Park
1: Market in Ternier. Amazing, God! It feels like so long ago. Now we we're going through our customer validation uh, phase. At that point, um, so, so that, that's amazing. Um, yeah, we're we're just uh, we're just releasing. Um, we're doing a fish goujons right now that that's made with um, seaweed and vegetables and tofu as well. So we're launching that into supermarkets and some independent stores in the coming weeks. And then our longer term project is the R&D with the universities in the Netherlands where we're developing um, more texture based products and more research on sustainable, sustainable products going forward. So, so, yeah, we're, we're hoping to have a range in the, within the next 18 months and to be exporting from Ireland. That's great. So exciting times ahead. Absolutely, very very excited. Uh, super passionate. So I can't I can't wait to, to to particularly get our second product on the shelves shortly. And where can we purchase your product at the moment? Um, right now, we're in ten supermarkets, primarily around Dublin, um, particularly in Ranala. Atgar, um, Kalini, Doki, and on the south side Sutton. And we've recently started to supply Cork as well. But if you keep an eye on our social media pages and our website, we regularly update where our stock is. Um, so we're we're just moved into a new facility to help us scale up that production. So hopefully we'll be able to supply more, more shops soon.
0: That's great. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for talking with me. I really enjoyed our chat and I learned so much about the ecosystem and about the environment.
1: Listen, thank you so much, Laura, for having me. It's amazing. And congratulations on the show and, and all your great work that you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. That was Jennifer
0: O'Brien from Plantruption here on Sustainable Radio. Make sure to go check out her delicious burgers. It is a great alternative rather than eating meat or seafood as you are reducing your carbon footprint. We have to go to a quick commercial break, but don't go anywhere as I have another guest, Fiona from Sustainable PR. She created a PR business and her unique selling point is that it's all sustainable and I'm going to find out how it is sustainable. So don't go anywhere.
1: Everything's fine on 93.9. Dublin South FM. I've always provided, that's what I do. Even when the job shut down, I somehow managed. But the pressure chips away at your confidence. I felt alone. I needed to talk things out. I learned Samaritans isn't just for when you hit rock bottom. I'm glad I called.
0: It's always worth getting problems big and not so big off your chest. Call Samaritans. No pressure, no judgement. We're here for you. Anytime. Talk to us. Free call 16-123 or go to samaritans.ie
1: Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9 This is Is Dublin South FM.
0: Welcome back to Sustainable Radio and thank you so much for staying with us. Our next guest is Fiona from Sustainable PR. She set up her business two years ago and after working in PR, she realized how much waste is actually produced in PR. So she went off and set up her own business, completely waste free, completely sustainable, and she only works with sustainable based companies. And she is also a climate ambassador initiative coordinated by the Environmental Education Unit of Antalska. And I'm so excited to be speaking with her. So how are you getting on? Yeah, really good, thank you. This sounds exciting what you're doing. Yeah, it's great. Just trying to get people more aware, trying to do something a bit different, you know, yourself. Yeah, well done. Um, so I firstly wanted to ask you, could you please explain to us what Sustainable PR is? Yeah,
2: of course. So um, it's a public relations agency and I also do social media um, brands. So I set it up two years ago. Um, I've worked in an agency, a PR agency before, but I wanted to specialize in eco, sustainable and kind of brands who have a green ethos and who want to make the planet that little bit better. Um, It's something I worked on and believe in. So I wanted to um, help brands tell their story. Um, So I work with zero-waste stores, um, minimal-waste stores, bamboo toothbrushes, um, reusable coffee cups, anything along those kind of lines, um, I help them tell their story online and to the press.
0: And do you just work exclusively with environmental-based businesses then?
2: Yeah, so that's kind of my unique selling point. Um, If they kind of have a sustainability angle, that's kind of the story that I want to tell. So, yeah, that's basically who I work with. Um, if I love a brand and I use a brand as well, um, often I'll work with them. Um, and then there's some kind of. Sometimes I work with event-based um, companies as well, which may not necessarily be products, but um, I might have. They might have like a, a little interesting. Um, kit, bit to tell. So for example I work with a yoga space so probably not your typical sustainability company but um, everything they do in the space is actually um, eco-friendly. They have um, uh, an amazing space in Dublin it's called A Space Between so um, their kind of ethos and their customer and client is kind of that thirsty um, kind of person so they wanted to really promote the fact that um, they're, that yoga is good for your lifestyle and meditation and stuff like that. So it mightn't be typically sustainable, but I, I, I work with that kind of client as well. And
0: would you offer tips along the way to businesses that you're working with on how to be sustainable? Yeah, and, and
2: often, often it's the other way around. Like some of my clients are really inspirational. To my clients, um, they don't actually have a trash collection service uh, for their business because. Um, they aren't producing enough trash to warrant one. So not many businesses can say that. Um, but yeah, one of my, for example, one of them is an eco toy company and they just reuse um, packaging that they receive product product in to send out to their customers. So it's this kind of circular thing where they're not actually creating any waste. That's
0: fantastic. Um, So yeah. how, did, well, how did you come up with the idea? I know you said you wanted to... Create your own business, uh, make it kind of have that. Make it different by calling it sustainable PR. But like, what inspired you to actually do that? Yeah, so
2: um, because I worked in the industry for a long while, um, PR can actually be quite a wasteful in- industry. Um, you're set- sending out gifts, um, to influencers, um, and it's actually quite wasteful. Um, and some of the brands that I was working on didn't really align with um my personality and my lifestyle so i decided that I, I i wanted to kind of focus on working with um more sustainable brands um so it was niche and it was a bit of a risk but even in the t- two years since i started um more and more um kind of eco-friendly um brands have come online um you probably even see it yourself um uh, just Every week, there's more and more companies um, making changes uh, for the better. So, yeah, it's all worked out really, really well for me.
0: And you you work with Reuzy, don't you? I actually did uh, an interview the, uh, a few weeks ago with Pat from Reuzy. Yeah,
2: that's right. Pat was actually one of my first um, clients. So, um, two years ago, um, she was launching the shop in Fox Rock. So, she was online already, um, but I helped her do the press launch for the um, the shop itself So, yeah, I I still work with her and um, she has a great story to tell. Um, She went from working in corporate, uh, in the corporate world to turning it all around and deciding she wants to set up a minimal waste store. So she's a really interesting character and client. So, yeah, I get to meet amazing people like that along the way as well, which is great.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And I, I never thought of it like that. When you're giving influencers products, there is actually a lot of waste produced.
2: Yeah, and so my thing is, if there is a new product, um, I'll be more um strategic in who I gift. If I am gifting, um, it'll tend to be gifting one or two people products. Um, but I always approach them to ask them if it's okay to send this. Um, would they be interested in this? Um, because otherwise it's just really wasteful if you're sending product to influencers who a don't want to receive it. they might have so much stuff already, or um, yeah, they've some influencers will just turn around will just turn around and say, no, actually I'm okay, um I've already received that or something similar, so and um, yeah cuz you you have to factor in postage packaging and will it just be left to the side when they receive it because they're receiving so many gifts the whole time so yeah just a bit of strategy around
0: that but what what would you like to see change individual efforts
2: are great um i'm a great believer in them and i make little changes myself but um in the grander schemes um policy needs to change around um a lot of things um so it's kind of a collective thing so if you can do things on an individual basis and then um from a government point of view if they brought in taxes and things around plastic production um i think that would be amazing because consumers just buy what's put in front of them so if for example if they just changed um that uh Policy around plastic production, Uh, consumers would buy cans or glass or whatever. If there's a substitute, people will buy it, hopefully. Um, Especially if there's a tax on on on, say the alternative, which is plastic. And the other thing is, um, so uh, shampoo bars is a great example. More and more people are using shampoo bars, and it kind of started as a. on a small scale, so local producers, Irish producers doing these shampoo bars. But I actually saw Garnier, which is one of the bigger hair brands, have just released a, a shampoo bar.
1: Yeah, so that's really I'm interesting.
2: delighted about that. Yeah, so it's kind of <laughs> like yeah. from the bottom to the top. So if we're making all these changes and there's, um, we're driving trends as individuals, then the people at the top kind of have to listen. So yeah, that's interesting.
0: And from a PR perspective, do you think that businesses are kind of using the word sustainable loosely? Like if you look at the likes of some fast fashion companies who are saying they are doing better, they are being more environmentally friendly. Do you think they're using that as a PR stunt when people kind of can see that they're not really doing much?
2: Yes, like there is a bit of greenwashing as it's called. Um, but if you can just do a deep dive or even just, um, go onto the website and just see exactly what their, um, their policy is around it, um, just be smart before you buy. Um, if it seems too good to be true, maybe it is. Um, but yeah, just read into, delve into their sustainability policy, um, a little bit further. Uh, cause a lot of the time it could just be surface stuff, um, so yeah, I, I I'm very particular with what brands I would shop with now. I do try to buy vintage, especially with fashion, as as much as I can. But if they are promoting um sustainability, just just delve a little deeper. Like companies like Irish companies like Grown Clothing, um they are absolutely amazing. They're actually planting a forest in Wicklow, so wow. every item you buy, they plant a tree. So that's really authentic and it's believable and they're sticking to their guns and they're living that sustainability life so um that's really interesting but when it's the likes of h&m conscious collection you have to ask questions about the rest of their line so
0: yeah like what does conscious even mean (laughs) (laughs) why 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 aren't the why isn't the rest of the collection conscious (laughs) exactly
2: so just ask yourself and just be mindful i think when you are shopping Um, And just always ask the question, do I actually need this? Um, Or could I find an alternative on Depop or one of the amazing Irish uh, vintage shops? So yeah, just stop in your tracks before you uh, go to your checkout on ASOS next time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what advice would you give a business who wants to become more sustainable but doesn't really know where to begin?
2: um yeah it's actually a tip that Pat from Reezy um, does she kind of does like a little audit of um where you're spending money um she she even I even on her recommendation did an audit of my bin so what am I buying that's covered in plastic for example and um, is there an alternative out there um and can I switch to that um but it also that's like on a personal scale like But if that was a business, it's like, can we reduce the amount of uh, packages we're sending out? Because that's courier costs, that's travel. Um, Can we reduce the amount we are printing each and every time? Can we move things to online? And um, can we uh, promote cycling culture rather than people driving into the office? So it's little changes like that. But yeah, do an audit of
0: your whole office day and office week and your staff um, and see if you can't make small changes there. That's a great idea. And can you explain to us what your role is as a climate ambassador? And uh, this is an initiative coordinated by the Environmental Education Unit.
2: Um, Yeah, so I um, am a climate ambassador for this year, um, which I'm really excited about. So I've been doing workshops with all the other climate ambassadors Um, across a range of topics um, just to get us more informed and and more excited about talking about climate action and climate change to the people around us. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a communications um, webinar with the other climate ambassadors just to give a bit of insight from my side, from communication side, about how best to talk about climate um, on a grand scale, whether that's like at your local school or community group or if it's just talking about climate change and climate action and um, the changes you can make with friends and family because sometimes those
0: conversations are
2: hard as well. So
0: That sounds yeah. amazing. And who are the other climate ambassadors? Are, do they own eco-businesses as well?
2: Yeah, it's a real mix of people. So it's everyone from secondary school students all the way up to um, people who might own a business or who are um, on the local Tidy Towns Committee. Um, so it's a real mix of people but the one Um, driving thing is that we all um, want to make a difference so it's really inspiring getting on those calls with people.
0: Sounds amazing honestly I'd love to be a part of that. Yeah (laughs) maybe next year you should apply. (laughs) Yeah oh so you can apply can you? Yeah exactly it's a yearly thing so you can apply for for 2022. Wow. Sounds absolutely incredible. Um, so I wish you all the best with that. Sounds really cool. And thank you so much for chatting with me. I really enjoyed our chat. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for speaking with me. Thank you. Bye, Fiona. Chat to you soon. Bye, bye, bye. That was Fiona from Sustainable PR. Thank you so much for tuning in. Unfortunately, we don't have any time for an environmental song, but you can join me again next Wednesday from 5.30 to 6. So make sure to do so, but take care. See you next week.